live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I am Ramsey personality Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with best-selling author and Ramsey personality Ken Coleman. So give us a call. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. So first up, we have Damon here in New York City. Hey, Damon, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you guys doing? We are doing great. How can we help? So, I've made a decision about two years ago that haunts me up until today. Okay. Where me and my family, we were renting and um, we decided that we were going to purchase a house together and we all put like maybe like 10000 each to get like 50000 to put get the house. And the house was 420 and at a 2.8%. So ever since we moved to the house, I haven't lived there because I was still going to school and I was still commuting, spending maybe up to 500 per month in gas. And um, we decided that we were going to we made a verbal agreement that we were going to continue to pay even though we don't live there anymore. And I realized how bad of a decision that was. Hmm. And I want to tell him that um, I can't continue to pay this anymore, but knowing how my family is, I know Thanksgiving is not going to look the same for me Mm. if I tell them this. And I don't know where to go. And I haven't been able to sleep. I just stare in space all day. Like, I don't know what to do. Oh my gosh. Okay, so who all when you say your family, is this like your parents and siblings or who does this what who do, what makes yes. up this? Parents parents and siblings. Parents and siblings. And is how, someone renting this house right now since you all aren't living in it? We we all are living in it, but we all put together to contribute to the mortgage and the bills. But in the past year I haven't lived there and I've been paying religiously nonstop every month towards the bills, 600 and another 100 towards, like, utilities, but 600 towards the mortgage. And so you're and renting somewhere else? I'm living with a friend because it's closer to my job. Okay. But I'm not able to save, and my student loans are about to kick in, and I have credit cards, and I just don't know what to do. Well, sure you do. You know exactly what to do. This is, you said you were in a fog. I'm using my words. You said you just stare into nothingness all day long. I mean, this is absolutely shutting you down. You're not going to be able to live forever with your with your friend. You're going to get kicked out of that eventually. This is slowly breaking you down. You know exactly what to do. You have to sit down with your parents and your siblings and say, I know I gave you a verbal agreement, but here's where my life is. And here's how I got there. Student loans, you, you show them everything. I can't afford to pay you $700 a month. And they're going to say, well, then why don't you live here? And you go, I don't want to live here. And you're going to tell them all the reasons why you don't live there. And it's going to suck. But you're going to have to choose your own livelihood. And I mean, like, as in living, well-being. You're going to have to choose you. And you're going to have to have a big boy conversation and own it. And if they get mad at you for a while and Thanksgiving sucks, I would rather have a sucky Thanksgiving or two or three than yeah. a sucky life. Yes. 
Yeah. yeah, and I think that, that's what it's and I also think it's fair because on their end they're thinking, yeah, well, we've agreed to this, yeah, and you're I understand and, that and, too. and you're and you're breaking that. But Damon, but to Ken's point, it has to like this doesn't sustain this. You can't you can't live like this. So I think that even saying, I understand, I'm backing out of what I said. But I, I don't even have the, I don't have the ability. Mm-hmm. I don't have the ability anymore to do this. And so if there's something else I can do to maybe help, but I, I think too, Damon, like I think owning it is, mm-hmm. is um, a very humble thing to do. And I would do that. But also for your sake, and I would hope your, I would pray your parents, which I always think the best about relationships. I'm always yeah. like, you're, I'm sure your parents are wonderful. Oh, they're great. So you would pray. Thanksgiving's going to be wonderful. You would pray that your parents would say, yeah, we see this in our son. We see the numbers in the situation. And we don't want to put that on our son. How old are you? I'm 30. How old were you when you did this deal? I'm 28. Okay, so it was just two years ago. Do they find it? Like was the was there going to be a point that you guys would have this like paid off and then y'all would split the equity? Like what was the plan? The plan was because we moved to America, so the plan was just to have somewhere to live and okay. have a family home. Yeah, somewhere, and everyone you know, contribute. Will this put them contribute. with your parents? Do you know the math of when you do choose to stop paying? Will they still be able to cover the payment? There, there are enough adults in the house where they will be able to cover the payment. If I stop paying, they will be able to pay like maybe two hundred extra. And, you know, they will just have to adjust their spending habits. Yeah. But one of my siblings already cut communications with me, attempting to have a conversation about this, oh. and that's the kind of person they are. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. I don't make light of that, but it. it I mean, you have no choice. You either choose to not have an awkward situation with them or you choose to have an awful life. And and that's and can I say, if they choose to cut off communication with you because of this, that's that's their choice. Yeah. You can't you can't control that. And it's would be one of the most painful, terrible scenarios when there's fractured relationships in life. I think it's just I mean, there's there's grief in that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's terrible. Um it but but you didn't choose that. You still want relationship with them. You just can't make a $700 payment to a house that you don't live in anymore. And that's what you're asking to be out of, not out of the family. Um, and so if they choose to take a different route, sadly, that that is on them. Yeah. Where did you, where did you, guys, move, where did you guys move from? Where are you guys from originally? We moved, we moved from um, New Jersey to New York. But before you said we came to America. Oh, we moved from uh, the Caribbean. Okay. Okay. Because I do know too, you know, that certain level of loyalty in your word and certain cultures, right, holds way more weight than others, right? So I I, I know that that sometimes is at play as well. Um, But I do, I I would own what what I signed up for and that I can't fulfill it. But them choosing to not communicate with you anymore that's that's their stuff right and if it's not this and if those are the kind of people they are i hate to say it there's going to be something else in life you marry someone they don't agree with you raise your kids a certain you know what i mean like yeah 
eventually that that happens. But I'm so I'm so sorry, Damien. So you aren't sorry. a bad person. I, I think you were calling for permission. We don't have the power to give it to you, but I, I will tell you that we're in agreement on what you should do, and so are you. And you need to do this. You're not a bad person for doing this. And I think you need to give yourself some forgiveness for not living up to what you agreed to and knowing that you got to make a different decision which is the right decision so do it and move forward you've been gazelle intense you've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed and now you're ready to make your biggest investment better blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a phillips head screwdriver is trust blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 40% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So if you haven't heard yet, uh, Mint, which is a large budgeting app feature uh, that has over 4 million budgeters, is closing at the end of the year. And we've been in the personal finance space for over 30 years and we know budgeting is such a crucial part to your financial picture. So we have had every dollar our budgeting app out for years, and it's fantastic. And so now that we know there's me four million people out into the world that don't have a budget, we just wanted to remind you guys to make sure to check out every dollar. There's a free version that you can download. You can download the app or go to everydollar.com. And the premium version is worth it. It is worth it. We have some different deals that are going on. We even have some every dollar webinars that we do to actually coach people and show people how to budget and what this looks like. And you can go to uh, everydollar.com slash, I think, budgeting for that webinar. Uh, but make sure, yeah, to check out to check out EveryDollar. Budgeting, again, is a crucial part to you winning financially. And with Mint closing, again, there's going to be millions of people that need a budgeting app. So make sure to check that out. All right, let's go to the phones at this hour. We got Dale in San Antonio up next. Hey, Dale, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. How can we help? So I think your screener kind of helped me figure out what my question really is, and that is <laughs> um, I've, I've, got a, I've got a good income. Uh, I'm working really hard to be 100% out of debt, although – with my mortgage and being um, 63 years old, I'm not sure that I'll ever make that happen 100%, but I'm going to work on it. And uh, the biggest challenge I think I have is uh, getting my wife on board with all of the aspects of being completely debt-free, having a real budget and sticking to it, and knowing where your money goes. So today I ordered the book, uh, total money makeover. Good. Of course, I've been listening to you guys. Um, we had purchased a new car in 2022, which, um, I'm more than doubling the payments now so that I can get that paid off as quick as I can. I don't have any credit card debt. Uh, the only other debt I have is we ended up putting in a pool. Uh, 
last year. And so um, working on get the car paid off, get the pool paid off, and then really hit the uh, the mortgage. Um, luckily, you know, we have a, a great amount of equity in it, but um, about half of my income every month goes somewhere, and I can't seem to find the way to get my wife on board with knowing where it goes and managing that. Okay. Well, getting spouses on board, I feel like, is one of the more common themes that we hear a lot. And um, I would say sometimes the issue more is weighted on that spouse that doesn't want to be on board. And sometimes, Dale, we find the issue is actually the person that wants to do all of this, but they are maybe a little controlling and all that. I'm not saying that's you. I'm not saying that's you. Um, But I would ask, when you do approach these conversations, what's her... What's her hesitation? What's her, um, her feelings are negative around it. Does she express why? Uh, she doesn't really express negativity. What she expresses is that all of the purchasing that she's making is for a reason. Yeah. And that every purchase that she's making is with, is with absolute, a lot of research, making sure it's the best value for the money, yeah. et cetera. But, when I walk into the house and I see 15 boxes sitting there on the table that haven't been opened yet. And I'm wondering what is all of that? Um, most of the time, if I'll ask her something specific, uh, about, well, what is that? She said, I'm not sure I need to check because, <laughs> um, I, I, I think that's her full-time job. It's <laughs> her full-time job. Okay. So, so and it's for, there's a couple yeah, of things. She spends a lot on the family. Yes. And, you know, and what we find a lot of times is that in a household, sometimes, not always, it's a little stereotypical, but it just ends up being true for a lot of people is that the is that the woman is the one that usually is kind of the CFO of the household, meaning she's the one that's kind of keeping track of the paper towels and the toilet paper and who needs a Costco run and who needs to do this. Right. Like like the, that functioning aspect um, not always, but a good amount of time is on the woman. And so I'm sure that's the role that she has played uh, to a degree. And so I would I would say, Dale, you know, sometimes it could feel, because I'm more of the spender, my husband's more of the saver. So I actually, in some ways, may relate to your wife <laughs> getting a package in the mail. And I'm like, oh, let me check the Amazon app. I can't remember what I ordered. Right. So, uh, mm-hmm. so I get that to a degree. Now, I don't want her to be irresponsible or lying or sneaking things around or anything like that. But... I would say in your language, I would change the, well, what did you buy? What is this? And it's things pointing at her and talk about you. Talk about Dale and say, man, you know, sit her her down and just say, hey, I'm genuinely fearful that we're not going to have money to be able to retire, to live the life we want, this debt on the pool, our cars. Like, I'm starting to feel the weight of this. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling stressed. Like, it, it, you're speaking to you and what you're feeling. And that's one of always my piece of advice for couples is to say your why, what is it? And for some, you know, women that I talk to out there, it's, you know, that they have to go to their husbands and say, will you please help me with this? Cause I'm scared if something happens, we're mm-hmm. not going to be okay. Right? Like there's always that undercurrent that is happening. That's causing you to say, oh my gosh, I have to order the total money makeover book. Oh my gosh, I need to figure out where our money's going. So, so I would express that to her, not in a, Oh, we're walking through the foyer and hey, I, I feel like we should figure this out. A, a true sit down, really mm-hmm. sitting down and saying, I mm-hmm. want to map out the rest of our life. We have two to three decades ahead of us. 
how can we best do this together and and do this and and really focus because I'm 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 fearful I'm scared you know whatever it is Dale for you mm-hmm. explaining that why. And then I think it's always helpful to have a plan and just to show her and knowing that she can change what she wants on it, but to map out some level of a plan just to say, hey, I kind of just did a mock budget. Here's kind of what this is looking like for us to have some margin to be able to throw out the car because if we do this, the car can be paid off in 18 months or whatever, and then we can get the pool paid off by the time we're 65, and then we can do retirement there. I'll have to work another, you know, maybe five extra years to make sure to get where we are. Like, at least do some of the legwork and a plan and show her. Cause sometimes the accusation of, well, they don't want to budget. Yeah. They don't want to do this. It's cause they don't know what to do. It's all this theory in their head. But when they see facts on paper for them, not always, but sometimes that's helpful. And when she hears from you, when she hears from her husband, where you're at, you see a plan and the bigger conversation too is Dale, like I want to work as a team. It's been you over here spending this. It's me over here. And I just, I want to do this together. And having that conversation. Does that make sense? It does. And I'll tell you, just to give you one little piece, um, a couple of days ago, I took a, a look at the mortgage and I, I figured out a way that I can pay it off in seven years. Yeah. And I let her know about that and she was pretty excited about it. So yeah. Yeah. I think she's very much open to making it happen. I just don't know that um, the budget that she wants, the we talked about a budget and the budget that she wants, I'm not completely comfortable with. I think it's a little high. And so I guess well, we a budget, need to continue. Yeah. Okay. So do you guys have, I, a, do y'all have every dollar premium? We don't. Okay. Hold on the line. Uh, when we get done with this call, cause we're going to give you a year of that because I want you guys to sit down together, look at your income for the month and both of you, Dale, both of you, sit down and plug in numbers and have these conversations go line item by line item and say, Hey, for food. And she's going to say, we need $800 for groceries. And you may be like, what? That's crazy. We only need 400. And she's gonna say, no, no, no. Have you, have you (laughs) haven't done this? Let's look on average what Mm -hmm. we spend to run this. And this is what it is. You know, so you need some reality too into her world and what she's been seeing. Yes. But also she can't go and just spend whatever she wants either, Dale. So there's there's a balance that you both have to bring to this. So I like you say balance. Dale, here's my advice. I would take the offer at the higher budget. One of the things we teach in budgeting is it takes 90 days, 120 days, sometimes yeah. as much as six months to get budgeting right. I would take this offer from her. Okay, I'll do this budget. And it may be a little high for you and you may have to adjust some of your payments on the pool and things like that. But let's just get a budget where we're in agreement. And then we begin to, hey, could we adjust it this month? I take what she's offering right now and I'd work from that. I think she's offered you an olive branch. I'd take it. That's good. That's good. Okay, hold on the line, Dale. Uh, We're going to give you a year of that. Absolutely. Thanks for calling. Thank you. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Ramsey Personality, Rachel Cruz, hosting today, this hour, with Ramsey Personality and bestselling author Ken Coleman. 
And the holidays are coming up, you guys. And here at Ramsey, we always oh encourage you all to get some gifts that are going to help people. Yes. And we always do a $12 sale every year. So if you go to RamseySolutions.com slash store, there's a ton of our books. I know Baby Steps Millionaires is there. Total Money Makeover, Own Your Past, Change Your Future. I think some of mine, Know Yourself, Know Your Money, I think is in there. Um, From Paycheck to Purpose, the Proximity Principle, you want a new year, new career, come on, you know, my kids need shoes. My kids need shoes. I appeal to you. Uh, (laughs) We're practically giving these books away. No, uh, it really is a great, unbelievable sale, and our tribe just goes bananas every year. But can I talk about this? Yes. Were you going to? Well, I was going to say, and also in the store. Can I talk about it? Not for the $12 sale. I know. It's a few more dollars more. Yeah, but this. The kid's book. This. Where's the camera? There, There we go. I feel like David Letterman. Remember he used to do oh, that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. This is Rachel Cruz's new book. It's called I'm Glad for What I Have. And look at how adorable it is. Can you tell people who's this little bear? It's just, well, they don't have names. Oh, but they don't have names. No, but the, you know, It's the, obvious the, I haven't read it yet. What? No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, well, this but this is my there's squirrels, genre. There's, yeah, squirrels, bears, there's whales, yeah. there's octopuses. I mean, look at the there's art. There's giraffes. Look at, look at the artwork in this. This is great. It's like show and tell time. Yeah, the illustrations. There's a Rubik's Cube in there. <laughs> this is great. Kelly, I'm, I'm reminded of David Letterman and his cuticle. I don't know if my cuticles are up to shape, but I remember you know, they would zoom in. So there's those of you who remember Letterman. This is a great book. And I'll tell you why it's great. Because it begins a very important conversation about gratitude and contentment that will eventually be a huge deal in how they handle money. And that's what I love. You're getting kids early, just under the core of what money's all about. I know. I know, you know, parents out there, if you, I always laugh because the Amazon catalog has come to our house and my kids have circled literally everything in the catalog for Christmas. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. But it is, it's just the stuff and the excitement of stuff. And I understand that, you know, this, I, I wrote a book called Love Your Life, Not Theirs because the comparison game just getting more, staying on top of it all, the upgrades, the bigger, the better. I'm like, it's the American way of life. And what ends up happening financially is people go down the avenue of debt to get that and they end up in a lot of trouble. Or on an emotional side, you go down this and you think, okay, if I just get this stuff, I'm going to be fulfilled. I'm going to be happy. This is the thing that's going to really scratch the itch and I'm going to be okay. I just need this thing. And we've all said that and we all know it's not true, but there's something bigger and better out there, uh, I believe, that actually does fulfill us on a deeper level. So we talk about that at the end of the book, but these little animals go on an adventure to to find... And it's easy to read. Can I read just one little thing Oh, do it. Across the whole world on the sunny savannah, an elephant said to her pops and her nana, when I get a toy, it's exciting and fun like anything's possible under the sun. sun. Let's just tuck everybody. I think I think I think I saw Kelly not off there. Just story in my, time. In my my very soft melodious voice. Just story time. Uh, it's just wonderful though. It's really cute and it's a Thank great you. book. It should show up under the tree everywhere across America. Yes. This is what I'm saying. Thanksgiving, Christmas, y'all. RamseySolutions.com. It's called. I'm glad for what I have. Go get it. Congrats, by the way. Thank you, Ken. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, we're so we're gonna go to the phones uh, right now. We got Josephine in. Is that Vermont? Hey, Josephine. Welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? We're doing great. How can we help? So I have a question about avoiding lifestyle drift as my income goes up. Um, I am very frugal because I would love to be able to not work past the age of uh, 50. And I'm on track for that as long as I sort of freeze my spending where it is now. And 
I'm always sort of torn because I also would like to live a little better sometimes. Like I would like to <laughs> can I can I nice jump in, stuff? Josephine? Can I jump <laughs> yeah. in really quick? Because I think for our audience, this will be interesting. Are you a part of the uh, FIRE movement or at least uh, on the fringe of the financially independent retire early? Is that what I'm hearing? No. Oh, I mean, good. I know what you're talking about, but my concern, I mean, my motivation is more that my dad died when he was 54. Uh, and I'm, I work really hard mm-hmm. and I would love it to be optional at least. You know, maybe I'll work longer, but... But it feels like you're at the point now where you've got a touch of that movement in you where you're working so hard, you just want to enjoy a little bit of life. And I just wonder if there's not maybe loosen there. the maybe loosen the belt one or two notches. Sorry for that mm-hmm. uh, man metaphor there, but it's like <laughs> you're living so tight and you're squeezed mm-hmm. with your time because of the money issue and the work issue. And I just wonder if you can still retire at a young age, uh, but also enjoy life a little bit. Mm-hmm. I wonder what's going. What are you missing? What, what What would you say to Rachel and I? I wish I could do this every once in a while. What What's being sacrificed? Well, I mean, really, nothing. I guess like I I, I live very comfortably, um, but I guess I mean the thing that I sort of There's go something. back and forth about is a new car, ah. which I don't need. Okay. And I worry that I want it more because of like comparing myself to others than so we're just really needing about. it. Yeah. What are you driving now? So it's a 2020 Mazda SUV. So like the CX-7? The 5. The 5. Yeah, it's a great little car. <laughs> wow, great for you. Ken knows, Ken knows his Mazda. Well, I watch a lot of sports. Who knew? So the sport, oh. if you watch it football, the car commercials are like all ubiquitous. The guys, all the guys are laughing Yeah, that's the only reason lobby. I know yeah, that. I'm funny. not some car guy. That's so guy. funny. Um, that's a okay, nice car, though. So, yeah, it is. Oh, you it's great. Need, you're right. You don't need anything else. You shouldn't be jealous. You got a good nice car. <laughs> yeah, and I think, Josephine, I there's... And so, let me say this. I do... For your dad and his and his story, how, what what um what happened at fifty four that made that caused him to to pass away? He had an accident at work. Okay, oh, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tr- yeah, that's um that's tragic and traumatic and all of that. Um, when it's sudden like that, so what I would say is there's part of the motivation, possibly. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Part of the motivation for you that wants to retire at fifty is a little bit of this fear that may not be a reality in your life. And I'm sitting here next to Ken and I think for, I think the stars have aligned today because Ken is one of the best talking about the value that you bring Josephine to the world, that work is not something to escape, Mm -hmm. but it's something that you can actually enjoy and find something that you find meaning from. Now Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I wouldn't want to be paycheck to paycheck Mm -hmm. feeling like I'm still scraping by and that I'm still so nervous that I'm not going to be able but at this point in your life, you could, because how old are you? I'm 32. Okay. So at this point in your life, Josephine, I mean, you have a solid 20, 25 years past that 50 point, 52, 55, that you can put away some serious money, um, save, but more for the reasons that are not completely fear-based. Because I think part of what's paralyzing you maybe with your lifestyle is this fear of if I spend then I'm not going to have enough to put away. And if I don't have enough to put away, if something happens to me, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I understand that, you know, there's reality to everyone's stories and everyone is on this earth in a limited number of days and we don't know those days. But 
But for you, I think there's some freedom to give yourself to say, yeah, I'm going to shoot for a goal. But the reason I'm shooting for the goal is not out of fear, but maybe out of something else. And I wonder mm -hmm. if that motivation is different, if that feels different in your expenses, that if you do get a bump and a raise and you're still being wise and you're investing 15% of your income and you're out of debt and you have some money saved for an emergency fund and you're doing all this, that it gives you permission to to give some of that away and to save some of it, sure, and to spend it and enjoy mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So I just, I, I, I would kind of focus in on, on that. I think on Rachel's on it. Josephine, I think Rachel's got a great point. I think this is a mindset switch. Here's what I'm hearing. Okay, I'm going to say this really mm -hmm. fast. You tell me if I'm right or wrong, and I don't mind being wrong, mm -hmm. okay? You're frugal by nature. You're very disciplined by nature. And I think what's going on is you're just dealing with normal comparison stuff that I deal with, Rachel deals with, we all deal with it. Because yeah. somebody in your life has got a really fancy something, 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 and it's it's a whole lot sexier than a Mazda CX-5. <laughs> and I think what's going on is, is you're going, man, I kind of want that. But here's what I want you to do when you start to feel that way. Do you want what comes with that fancy car that your friend can't actually afford? And they're dragging around $750, $1,100 car payment. That's real. I'm not making that up. And I think if you start to go, would I want that? Would I want to have to spend more of my savings on that? You start to go, well, what would I have to do to have what they have? And I think you'll mm -hmm. go, ooh, I don't want that. I think you'll be really happy with your awesome life in Burlington, Vermont. You're killing it, Josephine. Keep going. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality and best-selling author. And we're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Up next, we have Tyler in Mesa, Arizona. Great area outside of Phoenix. Hey, Tyler, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? So my question is, should I keep the house? My father passed away. I have two younger brothers mm. and I'm trying to decide whether or not it makes sense to keep the house. Oh, I'm so sorry, Tyler. Yeah. What happened? Um, he was very sick, uh, for a long time and, uh, he, um, couldn't take it anymore. Mm. Um, he, he ended his life on April 3rd. Oh my oh, goodness. Wow, I'm so, so sorry. Wow. So what kind of situation is the the rest of the family in about this? Is I mean, you're mom... the one on the phone, but is anybody else involved in this decision? So my, my parents are divorced. Okay. Um, my, my, I, I'm usually living with my mom, with my brothers, my two brothers. Um, they moved out to Casa Grande where my mom lives. Um, recently after my father passed, okay. um, they're, they're, they're shooken up. I mean, we all are, it's yeah. not a, uh, how old are you guys, Tyler? How old are you situation. and your brothers? I'm 20. Um, wow. my younger brother, Cody is 18 and my youngest is 15. Okay. So they're still living in the house or they're still at home. So they moved with your mom. How far away is your mom's house from Mesa or from where your it's dad about, was living? about an hour okay um, and where will you be living tyler will you be closer to your mom over there or will you be more near your dad's your dad's house i'm still living at home um i'm going to college okay so um, but is that I'll, home in the home that your dad had 
No, it, it's my mom's home. So, okay. so you're all with your mom. You're all an hour away right. from where your dad was. Did you all get anything else yeah. uh, as a result of his passing? Anything else besides life the insurance house? or anything? So, uh, life insurance paid out um, about ninety thousand. However, he set it up incorrectly, and half went to my mom, and half went to my aunt. Fortunately, my aunt is. Um, a really great person and she she gave she gave me the money um and uh, and for the benefit of my two brothers and myself um and so that's been kind of keeping the house afloat yeah okay. he um he spent his money as it came in um all like there sure. was <laughs> yeah every dollar he got he kind of he used pretty much okay. so so um, do, have you luckily, been paying the house payment? I guess it's only been, what, three or four months that you've been paying the house payment yeah. through the money that your aunt gave you? Yes. So the, the money my aunt gave me, um, I mean, and then uh, he he was receiving money monthly from a trust created by his father. Okay. Um, and so there was $20,000 in the bank account, and my aunt gave me forty okay. uh, We're down to about... 28 and everything's on time the house isn't going to get foreclosed on yeah um, how much you, is it? how much know, how much would the the house how much is it um worth right now do you know if you sold it which, um, what could you get for it about four hundred and thirty thousand. okay and how much is on the mortgage uh about thirty thousand okay uh, so it's almost the, a lot of equity yeah, there's. Uh, it, it's appreciated a lot since he bought it. Okay. Um, I know what I would do, Rachel. I know. I know what I would do too, Tyler. I just want to double check. Like, does this house carry any level of significance to you in the sense that you want to keep it within the family? Like, did your grandfather build the house? Like, is there a, is there any emotional ties besides just that your dad lived there? I understand that, but is there any reason you would want to live in this house for you? My youngest brother um, really wants to keep the house. He's 15. Like we've been years old, right? But he's he's 15. Um, I mean, the big thing everybody's telling me to rent it out, and that's not a terrible no. idea. Yeah. I mean, and it would it would keep it would keep the house afloat, and we'd have a little bit of money coming in. Um, yeah. Okay. So but, Tyler, so what I would do, and Ken, I'm sure we're going to be on the same page with this. I would sell it, Tyler. I would sell it. It's an hour away from where you are. The renting game is something that you guys do not need to burden yourselves with at 20, 18, and 15 years old. And the beautiful thing is, Tyler, you're going to get $400,000 of equity, which is a huge gift to you guys. And being able to use that, whether it's for college, a down payment on a home that you want for yourself. I mean, whatever can be used for this money is really going to jumpstart your life, Tyler, in this and for you know reasons that i i just don't think is necessary to keep a home that's an hour away from where you're going to be living and i understand that's so emotional that's why i kind of even wanted to ask that first question of kind of what what emotions are tied in this um because homes especially when it, it involves a death we we hear this a lot tyler it's very difficult for people you know mm -hmm. we talk to people that and their their spouse has passed away or a parent and letting go of that house feels like they're letting go of them and there's a, a massive void there. There's there's another level of grief almost of mm -hmm. letting something like that go. But from a financial standpoint, Tyler, 
I I would sell it. Yeah, I would Is sell it, it. Yeah, Tyler, I would sell it too. And for all the re- reasons that Rachel gave you, you do not, in the moment of grief at this stage of your life, want to be dealing with being a landlord and the amount of profit that actually benefits you and your brothers is limited to none at this point. And I know everybody's going, oh, it's an asset. You could blah, 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 blah. No, that's not helping you at all versus selling the house. Your dad's legacy lives on in the fact that he did pay the house down and 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 he paid it to a point where, hey, it's a huge asset and it's split three ways between the brothers. I'm assuming that's what the deal is. That is a massive, massive, massive uh, head start for you, as Rachel said. And I think it's a no-brainer. You do not want to mess with this. You guys can get into real estate down the line, but this could pay for your 15-year-old brother's college, potentially. Uh, this has so many benefits. And more importantly, you guys need to grieve. You guys need to be able to grieve without trying to figure out how to deal with a landlord or somebody who's going to operate the house when you're gone. Your mother lives in a different place. There's just too many unknowns and too many variables to think that this is a good idea. I would take the money and invest it wisely. I really recommend, Tyler, that you at 20, uh, as the as kind of the older brother, the man of the house, figuratively here, uh, I'd get with one of our smart investor pros. Yes, I was gonna say that, and a uh, real estate ELP, and a real estate ELP, and and but I get the house sold. And then sit with a, a great investment advisor who will put that money all, to work for yeah. all three of you. Because if, even if we painted a different scenario, Tyler, let's just pretend you were 30 years old, married with two kids, and you're like, and I love this house. Even if you kept that house, you would still have to pay out your brothers because that's an asset that's, that's split right. between three people. So yep. again, that could be another conversation if you had the money to do it and that's what you wanted to do, right? So there's there was different ways to do this, but a really clean Mm -hmm. way that takes a lot of pressure off you, a lot of work that is unnecessary of having a renter an hour away that's going to be calling you at 2 a.m. because their heating and air broke in Phoenix and they're hot. You know, I mean, like, it's just, it's not worth it. It's not worth it at this point. And again, like Ken said, if you want to get into that down the line, I mean, I come from a real estate family. My husband, he's looking at doing flips now. I mean, like, we love the idea of real estate and, and, uh, having renters and all of it, but it has to be at a at a point that it's not a stress point for you that you're able to to have the cash and the cash flow. And I think that's with season of life too, Tyler. And I hate to like pin an age at you yeah, because of it, but I think you have so much life ahead of you, and this money again can be such a gift to continue your dad's legacy. And that's mm-hmm. how I would look at it, yep. and to say that you're selling yes an asset that he had. But man, you're able to use that and and put it in the market, put it in high yield savings, go forward. I just got an idea. You and Winston need a show on HGTV. If he starts flipping, <laughs> I want to see you two walking through houses. I want to see you Flip with, with a cash. sledgehammer Flip the cash. and your we'll fancy little shoes knocking drywall out. That America needs to see. We need another couple with a flip show. I like and it's you and Winston. The air conditioning and studios. This is my job. <laughs> And I enjoy my job. Thank you, though, Ken. Well, thanks to all the guys in the booth for making this show happen. Tyler, thanks for the call. Hold in line. We're going to hook you up with some stuff. And, oh, and Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thanks, America. This is The Ramsey Show.